Amen. God bless you. You know, people have been prophesying and been speaking the last few weeks about the about the stirring of prophecy is gonna is coming, and uh, of all the gifts, the Lord loves prophecy. So listen, God's trying to speak to you specifically, directly. He's trying to speak to our church directly. So please don't turn that off. Um, please chew on that throughout the week. Confirm it with the Word. Confirm it with your spirit. But in Jesus' name, let that continue. Continue to speak to us, Lord, uh, with, with that rhema prophetic word. Um, buckle your seatbelts. What's funny is I thought she was saying buckle your seatbelts because of the word she was about to bring. I'm like, oh, no, what's coming? And then she's like, nope, that's it. Buckle your seatbelts. So, yeah, yay. Uh, anyway, um, if you don't know, uh, Karen and Leslie both, both hear the Lord. All you got to do is just be around them just a little bit, and you'll know they hear God. So I really believe God's trying to, is speaking. Doing these old school songs, having some fun. Uh, so let's, let's be able to laugh. If y'all remember from last week, the last point of loving people that uh, in a broken world, you got to be able to laugh with people. Ease up, lighten up a little bit. Today, we're going to dive into a new series. After Elizabeth spoke on ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, and and trauma that people are going through. She had made reference to going back to rejection. So we're going to start a, a little mini-series the next few weeks over rejection. And uh, forgive me for my pixelated image. Those of you that are ner- nerds, that's going to get on your nerves. Well, welcome to Church on the Hill. Uh, rejection. I really believe that it is a root to a lot of our issues. We have lots of issues. But rejection, I believe, is one that we can kind of come back to, to know it may have started there. And we all have experienced rejection at one one time or another. Now, I want to encourage you. I believe that this word is for you specifically, but it's also for you to overcome and to help others overcome. And also for you to recognize... If you may be rejecting, if your spirit, if your demeanor, if your atmosphere is a rejecting spirit, let's don't do that as a church. Let's don't do that as a people. The main issue with walking with the Lord is loving Him and loving others. We get those two things right. All the stuff that goes along with life, including sin, gets itself worked out. Loving God the way God says to love him and loving others, the way God loves us. Not your version of loving others. Okay? So, we have all experienced rejection at some time or another. But I don't believe, uh, no matter how young or old, I believe we really never grasp exactly what the effects it has on us. And rejection may be relatively minor or it may be something so devastating that it's affected your whole life and all your relationships. I want to give you some examples of rejection. This does not include all of them. But maybe you weren't chosen to play on a sports team. Maybe you weren't chosen to be in a certain club. Boyfriend or girlfriend stood you up or broke up with you. Not accepted at your college of your choice. Laid off from your job for no good reason. Now start to get a little deeper. Never felt love from your father, sensed your mother didn't want you. Maybe a marriage ended in divorce, 
That is just a very brief description. There are so many forms um, of rejection. But many times these experiences leave permanent wounds. Permanent wounds, whether you're aware of them or not. But I've got good news for you. God can deliver you from this. God desires God desires to deliver you from this, from, from the wounds that came from rejection, and help you ultimately accept yourself. We, we were talking in Sunday school today how we get these labels and we buy into them and we start to believe this about ourselves. That's what we want to break, are these lies, these attachments, these... Um, what is it that attaches to you when you're in the creek? Leeches that are sucking life. If we don't know it, we leave them there. That's why I've got a wife. Hey, you got a leech. You got a tick. I don't notice it. Feels normal. I don't notice it. It's why we have the church. It's why we have the Holy Spirit. It's why we have the Lord to help reveal, hey, that's not right. Refer back to little Asher Ross. That's a lie. It's a lie that I have allowed to attach to myself. Let's look at the nature of the problem. Rejection can be defined as a sense of being unwanted. You desire people to love you, and yet you believe that they don't. You want to be a part of a group, but you feel excluded. You're always on the outside looking in. And two closely related words that we'll go into next week are betrayal and shame. Rejection can be so wounding and painful that the mind refuses to focus on it. Why? Because when rejection really takes root, it becomes a spirit of rejection. It's bigger than the one instance it's bigger than the things that necessarily that you've walked in. It's, it becomes a spirit in you. Can anybody relate? You've heard the word the spirit of fear. There's one thing to be afraid of a moment, but there's another thing to walk in a spirit of fear. I've done both. I've had the little external things, but I've also had the spirit. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13 says, uh, Oh, can you clear the background? Hit clear all. There's a little button up in the top. She is so smart. That sounds condescending and uh, sarcastic. I don't mean it that way at all. You just knew what to do. Thank you. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but a heartache crushes the spirit. How many of you put on a fake smile every now and then? I immediately lock eyes with somebody and they're like, See, looking at me. I'm not looking at you, I promise. How many here puts on a fake smile? A lot of times I do. But when my heart is happy, I can't hardly keep from smiling. The heart comes out in my mouth. Have you ever heard that? Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. That's why we need relationship to be able to hear what's coming out of our mouths. I need people to hear what's coming out of my heart because it's going to be a good indicator of where my heart is. 
Proverbs 18, 14. A man's spirit can endure sickness. I've got two different versions here. A man's spirit sustains him in sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. You know, have you ever noticed that when you're in good spirits, you can get through almost anything? But when you're in bad spirits, you can't get through anything at all? The smallest things cause you to tank. Things that shouldn't even be a big deal at all cause you just to absolutely go off the cliff. The spirit, a human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, a man's spirit sustains him in sickness. I want you to know that uh, there is, studies have shown that where you are mentally has effect on your physical being. You being positive, you feeling hope, you feeling like you can get through something, it says, as a man thinks, so is he. I've heard the quote say, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Did you catch that? Your spirit, the health of your spirit makes a huge difference. So let's look at the true nature of rejection. What causes it? How must it be treated? People's personal problems many times can be traced down to the root. If you ever notice, you, you run into people and they've got issues. Normally, that issue goes deeper than the issue they're presenting. There's something more going on. Until you come to a part of, the, let's, let's say, the tree that lies below the surface, the roots. We need to get to the root. Matthew chapter 3, verse 10. And even though the axe is laid to the root of the trees, therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I have never seen this until right this second. Do you have, are you bearing fruit in areas that need uprooting? We always think of this as being positive, but I want you to think for just a minute about it being negative. Anybody here bear negative fruit? It's hard to say yes in a group to something negative. It's hard to say yes to a group that's about something positive. Just hard to say yes to anything. But those things that we are bearing bad fruit in don't just need to kind of, hey, let's just pick the fruit and throw them away. No, it needs to be cut out. It says the axe needs to be laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So where does the tree get cut down from? The root. If not, what happens? They'll grow back. Thank you. One of the most roots of all personal problems is rejection couple more examples. Take, for instance, a baby in his or her daddy's arms. No matter the surrounding, the baby is not threatened there. His or her face registers total security. It's where he or she belongs, in daddy's arms. I want you to know spiritually, that's where we belong, in the arms of the Father. God, God designed human nature so that every baby born in the world would crave this kind of security. And it can never be truly satisfied, fulfilled, or secure without parental love, particularly from a father. Any person who has been deprived of this kind of love is inevitably exposed to the wounds of rejection. 
I've got some marriage stats, but I'm, I'm not going to give those. I'm going to save those for the marriage conference. I want to throw in something real quick. We're going to be having a marriage conference here September 20th and 21st. So, Liz, I'm going to um, get you to be ready to, at the end of service to play the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because it says, do you remember the 21st night of September? That's when the marriage conference is. It's not the 21st night, it's the 21st morning and the 20th night. But we'll help you remember that. I'll give you those stats. But when we're looking at uh, rejection, let's look at Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I will send you the prophet Elijah, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great day and great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. The final outcome of rejection caused by broken relationships is a curse. But for those who turn to God through Jesus, he has provided healing through this curse. So what kind of healing takes place? It's a promise that God has given us. What is the opposite of rejection? acceptance that's what the Lord offers acceptance when you come to Christ through Jesus he offers acceptance you're his Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. It's one thing to say it, it's another thing to walk it and to receive it. You may be at a place where you do not feel this at all. Well, I want you to know that's something to be working toward. Something hasn't gone wrong at the cross nor in heaven. Something has gone wrong between your relationship to you and to the Lord. And that's why the church is here, is to help correct that relationship. Help correct the relationship to how God calls us to be a part of a body. Correct the relationship between other people. Help correct the relationship between you and God. This is a journey. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You don't come to church one Sunday and all of a sudden get everything fixed and you're good to go the rest of your life. No, it it just starts. Unfortunately, I'll go out of here and have a circumstance happen, good or bad. Why? Because life continues to go on. And where I stand in my faith and where I stand in my spirit and the things that are driving me, literally driving me, are going to have effect on how I handle those circumstances. That's why the church is here. Jesus came and told us to be a part of his body so that when we start to veer off on these areas, we notice Not so that we can judge or be harsh or be mean, but be loving. Uh, I I wanted to say, I came up here, those of you that may be new or may not know me real well, may say, why is he sitting next to that good-looking young woman on the piano? That's my daughter. (laughs) That's my oldest daughter. And I left her hanging. Cody and Jen are on a a little mini vacation, uh, two of our worship leaders. So uh, Rita was having to fill in, and I thought, I've left her hanging. I'm going to go sit by her. And then started playing with her, just goofing off. Um, 
but I didn't want to abandon her. Didn't want to walk off stage and just leave her on stage. Um, that's, that's what the church does. We're not going to abandon each other. I recognize, hey, this is something different. She needs somebody. She probably didn't. She probably didn't even like me sitting by her. I said, is this embarrassing you? But she would say that. What is she going to say? We're here for each other. He's made us accepted. Church on the hill, we must be accepting. But I want you to know, if you're battling a spirit of rejection, do you know what a person with a spirit of rejection does? They reject. You can't help it. It's what you know. It's what you are. And we've got to get broken of that. We've got to get set free of that. So this word accepted, we see, is so powerful, much stronger than just approval. I'm not going to show you this, but in Luke 128, it's the same word that's translated highly favored one. Have you ever been in a situation where you're highly favored? You feel the opposite of rejected. Have you ever walked in a room and they're happy to see you? You don't feel rejected. You feel accepted. That's how the Lord sees you. That's how the church should see you. I hope that when you see me here at church, you feel like I'm glad you're here. Because I am. Now, I may not say it, but I try to. I try to say it to as many as I can, but I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't always, how many of y'all know, don't raise your hand or, or respond to this. How many of you know I don't always say the right thing? I don't. Don't always look the right way. But I am genuinely so glad you're here, not just because I'm the pastor and we want to grow the church and we need you here and we need you to serve and we need you to do a lot of stuff. No, I'm genuinely glad to see you. We are a group of people working together, going through life together, going through hell together to get somewhere. We're going somewhere together. I want to be successful in my marriage and in my children and in my job and in my life and in my spiritual walk. And you're a part of that process for me a valuable resource to me. I'm glad you're here. The Lord's glad you're here. The first step to overcoming rejection is to recognize it. Once you recognize it, you can deal with it. God will help you recognize the problem. Um, One of my... um, mentors, probably the, the, the one that, that I have read the most and have uh, the person that is so ministered to me uh, by their books and by their preaching is Derek Prince. This is just an older, uh, older person from uh, Great Britain or I- England um, that was a medic, uh, was a big part of the charismatic movement. Anyway, he's written so many books. He once talked about rejection and how when God needs to heal a wound, so many t- if you think about in the war, shrapnel coming and injuring a, a soldier, go- that shrapnel going into the body and then planting itself somewhere near an organ or somewhere inside internal. And if you're not careful, if you don't do your due d- diligence uh, to, to heal this wound, you'll just patch the scar and leave the shrapnel in. Now, it will start to feel better. You'll start to heal. At least it'll look like you're healing. But if you don't remove that piece that shouldn't be in there, it will create infection. It'll create problems. Next thing you know, it will be fatal. 
It's got to be removed. So, so many times with rejection, we kind of deal with the things that are on the outside, maybe the situation, but we don't ever get down into the root and get it removed. That's this whole thing about laying the ax to the root. We need to allow God to get in and bring healing. Now, a funny story from Seinfeld. You guys may not be old enough to remember Seinfeld, but all the, the cast of Seinfeld was watching a surgery, and I think Jerry decided to bring snacks. Was it Kramer? Kramer brought snacks. It was a junior mint. And they got to fighting over the junior mint, and the junior mint went flying over and fell into the body cavity. No one noticed it, and they closed him up. Now, I can't remember exactly what happened. I kind of think the guy died, but I'm not for sure exactly what happened. As silly as that sounds, we allow things to get, take root in our lives, but all we do is put Band-Aids on it. You may even come up to a prayer line and people just say, hey, you just need to get in your word and get spiritual and suck it up and move on. I want you to know most of the time, some time needs to be taken some prayer needs to be taken. We need to walk together. It's that whole, if someone asks you to walk a mile, walk two. Why? Because it usually takes a mile or two before the truth comes out. If all we do is shake hands and have a corn dog back here, we're not going to get to the root of anything. But when we sit down and start talking, when we sit down and start looking each other in the eye and building relationship the truth will come out. And I can speak to you or you can speak to me and say, there's a deeper rooted issue here. And can I help you? Can I be a part of walking through this with you to help you get free of that? And what, what do we do? We start defeating it with the word. We start defeating it with testimony. We start defeating it with walking together and walking through these situations that typically we would take the wrong path. But here, we're going to walk together. No, don't go that way. I know it feels like that's the easy way to go. Don't go that way. We're going to keep walking this way. And next thing you know, we've gotten to the bottom of that. Our faith has gotten built back up properly, get it closed back up, and we can move on. Doesn't mean when we see this situation again, it doesn't want to grab hold again. It does. But we've gotten to that root. You are accepted. You are a highly favored one. We've got to recognize it. So if you will open your heart to the Holy Spirit, he will reveal the source of the problem. And when the Holy Spirit touches that piece of shrapnel, get ready. Ugh. That hurts. I know it does, but let me get it out. I know it does, but let's get the root. Don't resist. It may be tender. Ask the Lord. Remove it. And true healing can come. All human relationships are accompanied by the risk of rejection. You want to hear something silly? I've, I, I, as I was studying, let me give you some things that can cause rejection. Race, physical defect, ridiculed at school. But listen to this one. See if this means anything to anyone. Hand-me-down clothes. I love this child better to give them new clothes and you get the old ones. There are little things that get attached to you that you don't even know attached to you. I've got four children, and the older I get, the more lenient I get. But my older ones are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't get to do that. 
No, you didn't. But we're going to let that one do it. What do you mean? It's not fair. I think I made a mistake when you were younger. It doesn't matter. Do it that way. That's not what they've said, but that's what they think. It's not fair. Got to figure out who's in here. All right, I'll stop there. I want to encourage you. I'm going to stop here and I'm going to ask Pastor Justin to come up. Um, We're going to take communion together. But would you go on this journey with me? Because I believe the Lord's really going to set you free from rejection. You may say, Pastor, I don't have a problem with rejection. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Justin says, you do. (laughs) Be open. And if, if you feel like you're good on the rejection side, then ask the Lord to help teach you how to help others deal with rejection. That's why we're here. Um, I also want to say, as we take communion, don't put your dirties back in the can. Take those and throw them in the trash as you go out. We reuse those. That's yucky. Don't do that. Okay, let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you as we go through this journey that you set us free from rejection. I didn't get to share this today, but from a mommy that got uh, pregnant out of wedlock and maybe wasn't happy about the, the pregnancy, over a father that may have rejected, over relationships that may have been rejecting, over jobs, over school, God, over the most subtle things that may have wanted to take root in our hearts that are now so affecting our lives. Lord God, I thank you for Um, your acceptance for how you have received us just how we are. Help us to really turn our hearts to you, to your word, to your spirit, to your body this week, Lord. Get our roots planted deep here. Thank you, Lord, for victory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.